Welcome to the Living by Design podcast. I am so grateful that you are here. My name is Devani. I am a social worker turned holistic life coach. It is my mission to empower you to slow down and intentionally create your life by design. I am here to support you in releasing the limiting beliefs that have been holding you back, stepping into the truest version of who you are, getting crystal clear on what you want, and taking aligned action to create a lifestyle that lights you up. Let's dive in. Good morning, Cassie. Thank you so much for being here with me. I am so excited to chat with you today. Thanks for having me. I'm excited as well. This is going to be great. Fantastic. So why don't you tell our listeners a little bit about who you are and the beautiful magic that you're sharing in the world? All right. Well, like you said, my name is Cassie. I am a business coach and photographer. Um, It's something that I've been passionate about both things for almost a decade now. I have spent pretty much every waking moment since I was 16 with a camera in my hand. And that has kind of transitioned into my love for helping others in their creative businesses over the last five or six years now. So that's amazing. Amazing. Okay. So today we are going to be talking a little bit about Cassie's journey with the hustle, a wake up call that she went through some limiting beliefs that we can move through so that you can slow down and start to intentionally create your life by design and some other beautiful points about our faith and spirituality as well. So let's go ahead and dive in. Cassie, do you want to share with us a little bit about your journey with the hustle and the wake up call that you went through? For sure. So I have always been an achiever. Like as long as I can remember, that's kind of just been who I was. I was the kid that wanted like straight A's. I graduated valedictorian, partially because I just couldn't accept anything less than perfection. Um, And that totally transitioned um, with me as I went to college. And so when I got to college, I had the opportunity to do this internship where I could run my own business, which eventually led to me coaching other students how to run their own business. And in that time, I just look back and I'm like, I don't know how I got through it. Like I was doing a full-time course load, was running um, businesses that did over a half million dollars within eight months. And I worked like 60 to 80 hours a week sometimes. And I just, I didn't really think of it as being weird because I was achieving, like I was hitting goals. I was doing really well in terms of, you know, being one of the top performers. Um, and so it didn't really bother me. And then, you know, I would remember my mom saying things in hindsight about how, you know, you're not really present even when you're here. And I would miss so many family barbecues and birthday parties and different things that was just like breaking my heart. And when I was there, I was taking constant phone calls and I wasn't really shutting off. And I think it was easy as a teenager to be like, oh, mom, you're being dramatic. I'm achieving. I'm so awesome. I'm doing great things. You just don't get it. Uh, but now that I look back, you know, and every time she called me out, she was totally right. And so it took me a while um, to realize, and honestly, it wasn't something that was even, oh, a couple months, I realized it was so bad. It was like one moment that made me realize, holy crap, you were focused on totally the wrong things in your life. Um, and for me, that instance was I was living down in Georgia with my now husband. We were running a new business there. And it wasn't going super well, market differences we didn't expect, but all of a sudden I got a call um, from my family and my mom got really sick. Uh, and 
it was worse than I even knew it was at the time, but she was basically on stage five of six of a disease, six being death, she was on stage five. So respiratory issues, she was paralyzed from the feet all the way up to her neck, um, couldn't figure out why, we were going to multiple hospitals, and we didn't know if she was gonna make it. And thank God she did, she's pretty much rehabilitated at this point, um, which is amazing, but kind of being at that point where my mom is my best friend, oh my gosh, I almost lost her. What have I done the last six years missing all these times that I could have spent with her made me realize my priorities were like totally out of whack. Um, so that's where I kind of made that turn, I guess, of, okay, let's step back. That's when I decided I wanted to run my very own business, set the exact schedule I wanted and make the time available for the things that are going to matter in 20 years um rather than just worrying about achieving 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 these arbitrary numbers for people that i don't really care to impress anymore yeah oh my gosh that's a beautiful story and it it sounds too like a lot of what transition was realizing what your priorities were and it it's it's pretty wild because sometimes we don't even do that intentionally it's something that happens like what happened to you right it's outside of us and you're like oh my gosh okay i need to reevaluate Right. And some people don't have those scenarios. It's more like they start to realize like, Ooh, I actually don't like the life that I'm living versus when we're forced from the outside, when something happens and we're forced to reevaluate. Yeah, totally. And I, I think those outside things are sort of a blessing sometimes. Um, and I, I know not everyone has the opportunity to have that, but I also don't think that's a reason not to wake up. You know, I think that if you don't have something that jolts you awake, you need to set your own alarms figuratively, right? Like you need to sit down and analyze what's going on in your life. What are your priorities? What do you feel happy with right now? What aren't you happy with? And what steps do you need to take to change it so that your priorities are in the right order? That's incredible. Yeah, that's a huge, all of those pieces are huge pieces of what I support my clients with exactly getting super clear, like setting the time intentionally to tune in and see what is working. What am I happy with? And then creating the aligned action steps, right? Because if we don't, no one else is going to do that. And then we're going to be living this life that we're lukewarm about or that we don't like, or that doesn't feel like us or that isn't fulfilling. And I love what you said too, about, are we going to look back in 20 years being like, what the hell did I do this whole time? What was I even chasing? Yeah. I think it's amazing what you help people with. Um, it sort of reminds me of that meme where you're like adulting is like telling your friends we should catch up over and over again until you die. It's like, I love that you help people like actually schedule the lunch date, right? You know, fi again, figuratively, I love analogies, but you help people wake up and just go, Hey, okay, this is what I need to change. But it's the same thing. Like if you don't make the time to do that for yourself and really analyze your priorities, you are basically saying to your friend, I love you. I want to spend time with you. Um, let's do that. Not putting anything in the calendar and then not having that time together. So like, if it's really important to you, whether it's working out, hanging out with a friend, resetting your priorities, like put it in your schedule and make it happen. Cause you have the time. You're just not prioritizing it. Right. It's, it's totally reminds me too. I, so I, on my story this morning, I was sharing and this analogy came to me. And since you love analogies, I'll share it um, about like, if we don't know what we want, we can't create it. It won't be created. Right. And it's like when you want to bake something, but you don't know what you're trying to bake. So if I don't know that I'm trying to bake some delicious chocolate chip walnut cookies, I don't have a recipe. They're obviously not going to get made. Like I might go get pumpkin. I might like, I might go get all this random stuff. 
but you have to be super intentional and know what you want at the end. What's the end goal? What's the end results? So then you can get the right recipe and make it happen or else it absolutely won't happen. Totally. And I think that there's this paradox and there's probably going to be some of your listeners that go, no, but like Devani, I'm way too busy to even sit down and do this. And they go, you know, they, they kind of create this like victim mentality for themselves. Like I can't change my situation because I'm too busy to change it. And just like, let me say that again and let, let you guys process this. You can't sit there and say, I'm too busy to change my situation because literally if that were the case, what you're saying is that no one can ever change the situation they're in, which we know is not true. And so instead of saying, I'm a victim, I'm too busy, there's no way I can change the situation I'm in, make the time. Like, look at where you're wasting time and then whatever that is, stop doing it for a second. This could be as easy as sitting down for a half hour. Doesn't have to be a big amount of time. Like, you can't tell me you don't have 30 minutes in your day. That's so powerful. And I'm sure that's going to ruffle some feathers <laughs> and, <laughs> and get some people upset. But you know what? We need some tough love. So I, I 100% agree with you. There are so many people who aren't wanting to get in the driver's seat and they're wanting to make the excuses, right? I don't have the time. I don't have the energy. I don't have the money, whatever it is. And if there is a will, there is a way. Like if you can envision it, you can create it, but you have to be intentional and you have to commit to actually doing it and you have to take action, which is where a lot of people I think stop because it takes that intentionality. And you're going to start doing something new, right? We can't get to where we want to be doing what we've been doing. That's got us where we currently are, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. So it's like, we have to do something new, but I think a lot of people get caught up in either not knowing what to do, not knowing how to get out of their routine or what they're used to doing and like taking new types of action, doing new things. Yeah. I think a lot of people just get stuck in, it, it's so funny because it's like, they, you know, we always see people get stuck with what they're comfortable with, but it's like, you're not comfortable right now. Like your situation is uncomfortable. Otherwise you wouldn't want to change it. So it's like, don't even get caught up in staying in your comfort zone because you are not comfortable. So how much worse can it really get if you're afraid? Hey, what if I put in the time and nothing changes? Okay. Well, you're back to square one. Like you can't get worse than this. So isn't taking the chance and taking the time, energy, the money, to change your situation or even potentially change your situation worth it? Like really what, what could be worse than being uncomfortable where you are now? I love that so much. And that's so powerful. Yeah. Cause it's like, we get this idea of, oh, well, just exactly what you said. You said it perfectly. I'm not going <laughs> to reiterate. You said it perfectly. Um, what could be worse than where you are now, right? You're not that comfortable. If you're wanting to create the change, you're obviously not that comfortable and how much more uncomfortable can it be really? Like what is worst case scenario here that you try to create something new, right? And I, I like to go to that place a lot, to be honest, especially I've struggled with, you know, anxiousness um, growing up. And so it's like, really what's worst case scenario here? Like if I do try this, what's going to happen? Okay. You're going to, what exactly? That's helped me a lot as well. That's why I, I say it to people now. Cause it's just like, I think we have a tendency to overthink ourselves out of positive change. Mm -hmm. And it's so silly. Like I, I just would love everyone to shut off their brains for like five minutes and just take some action. Like you think of something that you think is going to change your life. Do it now. Don't think about it. Just do it. Yeah. You can figure it out later. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. Getting caught up in the, in the analysis paralysis, right. Of overthinking. 
Completely. Yeah. And I think that's a big struggle for most people, not just, not just business owners either. Like it could be, you know, you see someone that you're like, Oh, I would love to go on a date with you. And you're like, Oh, but what if they say no? Or what? who cares? Just go for it. Like, what are you really going to regret more looking back? Um, and I think people get caught up in these beliefs they've had, you know, their entire lives and it's hard to break out of those. And that takes energy as well. But everything comes down to these beliefs you have about yourself. The analysis process isn't just there for fun. It's there because maybe you don't think you're good enough or you are afraid you can't achieve greatness or you can't have an amazing relationship, whatever it is. Like it comes from a lifetime of beliefs that we have that we are inadequate or we'll never be able to do more. You know what I mean? That's my personal opinion, at least. No, you're speaking my language. Yeah. I talk about that all the time. Like everything that you do, how you're showing up, how you look at yourself, how you're talking to yourself, how you're showing up in your business and in your life and in your relationships, all of those things are reflections of beliefs that you have about yourself. So exact. Yeah. I 100% agree. And so let's dive into that a little bit. So if we have some limiting beliefs about ourselves, mm -hmm. um, and it could be, you know, we can dive more into this, but what would you say about that? If people are stuck in the analysis paralysis or they're stuck in doing things the way that they've been doing them, how can we shift out of that hustle, 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 or I need to be perfect all of the time, or I don't have the time to make those shifts? I think first step is just like being aware of what is causing the behavior, which is not easy to do by yourself. I think that's like why coaches and therapists and counselors exist because we can get, you know, one of the best analogies, again, I've heard um, about this is like, when you are drowning in the pool, and you can't find the, you know, the air or the surface of the water to get yourself out of the situation. Like you could be one foot from the wall and not know. And this is coming from someone who I can't swim. Like I drowned when I was younger. So like that thought actually causes panic inside me. Like I'm under the water. I can't find the surface. Holy crap. Where's the wall? And what's hilarious is I was in this situation as a teenager because I can't think rationally in the water. And my friend literally grabbed my arm and pulled me one foot to the shallow section. And I'm like, oh my gosh. So as as the person in the water, it's so hard to see how easy it is to fix the situation. And that's why we need someone outside the water or like thinking rationally to go, eh, come on, cut it out. So I think step one is like really becoming aware of what beliefs are fueling this need to hustle or be perfect. And, you know, I think that for a lot of people, the perfectionism comes from, I can't be loved or I'm not worthy if I don't like achieve, achieve, achieve. Um, I think a lot of people also hustle because they have it in their head that they can't succeed and they can't you know make good money and they can't have the life they want unless they're constantly working hard which we know isn't the case um i was telling you before that i was reading the jen sincero book you know um, you are a badass at making money and she says it perfectly she's like if it was true that we'd constantly be having to you know hustle and work so hard to make money you would never see rich people on yachts they have bloodshot eyes they'd be exhausted they had you know they'd have coffee going straight into their veins if that were the case so obviously it's not but the first step again is make yourself aware of like, why are you, why are you doing what you're doing? And then going, okay, how can I redirect this thought in a way that's positive and helpful? So instead of I have to work hard to make money, maybe it's, I have to provide value to make money, which is true. We know that's to be true. So where's my value and how can I provide that in a way that still um, serves my lifestyle and my priorities? And it's just getting creative and thinking outside the box, which again is where I think coaches really help. 
um, not to keep making that plug, but having someone on that outside perspective to just pull us out of the water and be like, hey, you weren't drowning, you're fine, you're in three feet of water, um, is, is so massively helpful. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I love so much of what you said. So it's interesting that you mentioned how I can serve in a way that's still aligned with the lifestyle that you want. Right. And I, I love what you talk about with self-awareness. So like getting really aware of what's underneath this, what's driving me to hustle, to feel the need to be perfect. What's driving that. So building your awareness and then reframing or shifting that. And I think too, that is why I love positive affirmations so much because we are able to, like there is scientific proof. If you don't know about this, I'm like a neuroplasticity nerd. So we, so we can rewire our brain. Like our brains are malleable. That means that we can restructure them. We can rewire our brains. So if you are aware and noticing that you have these limiting beliefs within yourself, you can rewire your brain to where it will then believe something that will actually serve you, something that is more uplifting, something that's more aligned with how you want to live, the life you want to have, how you want to show up in the world. And it takes time. Like I can say this firsthand, it takes time and consistency. However, it is possible and it can happen. But those, I love how you broke down those steps. Yeah. I think it's also key to realize that you cannot like going along with this because I am totally a neuro nerd too. I, I was the business kid who took neurobiology courses in college and people are like, why are you here? And it's like, I just think it's so interesting. But um, there's a step there too that I think a lot of people miss and they go, well, this isn't working for me because what they do is they sit down and they go, okay, um, let's say that my belief is that the sky is green, right? Which is obviously whatever. We'll just leave it at that. Let's say this, they think the sky is green and now they're trying to change the new positive thought to the sky is blue. Well, they don't believe it, right? So why would it work if they're just trying to tell themselves that? You can't just tell yourself something you don't believe, but maybe you can make a compromise that you do believe. Maybe instead of the sky being green, it's actually teal. And then once you get comfortable with the thought that the sky is teal, maybe you can edge your way closer to like, oh, you know what? The sky actually is blue the more I look at it. But what people miss is that teal step. They just go, okay, green to blue. And they forget that you can't rewire your brain. You can't retrain your thinking with a thought you don't believe. That's just not realistic. So there's got to be that step, that thought in between that really takes you, I guess, on a, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like a transition to the thought that you're trying to get yourself to believe. Absolutely. I love that. So there's two different things. My coach says always, it has to be something that you can get behind, mm -hmm. right? So it has to be something that you can believe exactly what you're saying. And then secondly, something that Taylor Simpson, who I love and follow online, she's all about like money mindset manifestation. It's incredible. Um, something that she says that I heard her say one time was, if you can't believe the thought, add to the beginning of the statement, I'm in process. So if I don't genuinely believe yet that I'm a money magnet, which is what she talks about a lot, say I'm in the process of becoming a money magnet. If you don't believe that you are capable of creating a sustainable lifestyle that can also make you really good money, I'm in the process of creating a lifestyle that I love that allows me to also be abundant. 
I love that. That's like your, our brains are so tricky. And sometimes that subtlety is the difference maker and the thing that you can get behind. So I love that I'm in the process because I think we can all, I think we can all get behind the fact that we're hopeful beings. Like we have the potential to grow and improve and succeed and do really well and achieve the things we want to achieve. But it's so much different to say I'm in the process of versus you know, I'm a boss. It's like, that's hard to say, especially if we're humble. Like I am not the person that is braggadocious. So that's, I love that. That's a great process. Yeah, that's fantastic. It's been really helpful for me. And I think just exactly what you said, when we are in the process of creating these new beliefs that we don't fully, we're not fully backing them yet. You know, they just feel like a little bit of a reach for us creating that space and being, you know, being flexible with it and saying, okay, I don't have to believe that I have a beautifully sustainable and aligned and abundant lifestyle today. Right. Because I don't. Right. (laughs) So like, say that's, you know, I'm, I'm imagining being, you know, someone who's listening, like we don't have to just believe that today and then, right. But I'm in the process of creating that gives us the compassion that gives us the grace, the flexibility to be able to take some steps today and not feel overwhelmed by it or not just, you know, push it off because we actually can't get behind it or don't believe that it's possible. Right. I think just cause again, I, I'm, I am very much like I was telling you before a uh, strategy girl. I'm a business girl. I'm like concrete. I love analytics. I love to help people get results. But I think my brain also goes like, you, you, a lot of people start and they struggle to start a business or a venture or a new thought process, right? Because they think they need to be at the finish line before they even start. And so you wouldn't start a business expecting to make a million dollars the first day. So don't treat your thoughts any differently. Like, you know, that everything that's worth doing is a process and takes time and effort. So just like you would approach new business with a plan and like diligent effort and strategy, your mindset is the same way, right? Like you have to be strategic about it. You have to put time and energy into it. You cannot undo a lifetime of beliefs in one journaling exercise. It's just not going to happen. Like, sorry, but they need to be the bearer of bad news. It's not happening. I've been going for months, almost a year now, and I still journal about the same things every day because I've been thinking the same things for 27 years. I think that's so powerful. That is so powerful. And it's interesting because so many of us are willing to put in the effort to, you know, create the body that we want or create the business that we want. And we realize that it takes time. It takes consistency. But sometimes when it comes to our own beliefs and our own inner, our own inner world, we're less compassionate about it and we expect things to happen really fast. And when they don't, we get frustrated and maybe give up, but it's like, that is to me, our inner world, our relationship with ourself, our relationship with God, like those things are so much more valuable because when we shift those things, when we're able to shift our beliefs into beliefs that are more serving for us, more aligned with who we really are and who we're created to be rather than all the conditioning that we grew up with, that's how we create the life that we love. That's how we show up, how we were intended to be. Mm-hmm. I also think, and again, I am like known for being the person that says things that kind of pisses people off. So bear with me. But I also think we live in a society right now where everyone is so concerned about how they appear, you know, in the world of Instagram, like we're concerned about how do we look versus how do we feel? We're concerned. Does our business look like a business versus is it actually a business? Like, 
these are the things that we focus on. And I can't even get mad at people for it because that's what is like given important in today's age. But I think a lot of it, you know, something you said to me like last week when we were speaking, you were like, love others as you love yourself works both ways, right? And so you wouldn't be worried about if your friend showed up with a messy bun. Like if people could see me right now, they'd be laughing. Like you aren't worried about how I'm showing up in my appearance. You care more about my heart, right? You should do the same thing for yourself. Like if you're more worried about what you look like than how you feel, in the long term, you're going to be miserable. So you have to kind of take the time for yourself, just like you would your friend. Again, you don't care what their house looks like. If you really care about someone, you show up to their house, you don't care if there's stuff all over the place, you sit down happily and you spend time together. So do the same for yourself. You're doing it as yourself a disservice if you don't. And I love that you told me that the other week because it's so resonated with me since. And every time I catch myself like not wanting to do something I know is beneficial for myself, I go, okay, now, how would you show up for someone else? All right, do this for yourself now. And I think that's such a beautiful paradigm shift for people. For people who, you're good, we're good. My puppy's like starting to whine over there. We're flexible. We're good. We're good. Um, I think, I think that's a beautiful paradigm shift also for people who are so focused on giving, like people who are naturally generous and servant, like have servant hearts is that we have all these expectations of how we need to show up for other people, but it's like, okay, what would I expect of that other person to show up for me? And I'm going to allow that of myself. So not only am I going to love others, right? But I'm also going to love myself how I love others because sometimes we need that shift. Totally. I, like I'm saying, that is like, you said it to me like a week ago and it has already shifted my behavior, which is so crazy. And that's why I love talking to you because it was so funny. The example we were talking about, it was working out. And just in that one thought, which is the magic of like, again, spending time with other people outside of your own brain, um, is since I've shifted that one thought of like loving myself, like I love others, I've worked out like continuously, which I told you a week ago, I I hate working out. Right. But I hated it because of the underlying beliefs that we were able to overcome together. And so again, I think that all of it starts back with that, that core belief, like we've been talking about and then taking actions from there. And that's true in life and business and relationships and everything. That's incredible. Yeah, I 100% agree. So before we hop off here, I think a couple of key points that we really talked about were really just allowing yourself the time and the space to get really clear on what are the underlying beliefs that are guiding these tendencies that you're having. So if you're having tendencies to hustle, tendencies towards people pleasing or perfectionism, get down to the root of it. And if you need support in doing that, like Cassie was mentioning, get some support, reach out to me, reach out to her, reach out to someone who can help you because people outside of us are able to see those blind spots, are able to easily see the patterns that are happening that we don't always notice within ourselves. So building your self-awareness. I also, if you are looking for a tool in the show notes, I'm going to drop a link for my freebie library. And in there is a true self wheel where you can use to get super clear on the areas of your life where you're wanting to create balance. Just build your awareness around yourself, who you are, what you want, right? What are these beliefs underneath? Um, And then from that awareness, you can start taking aligned action. But if we're taking action 
and we're not aware of what's actually driving what we're doing. I say this all the time. It's a, you're putting a bandaid on it. And I never like putting band-aids on anything. Obviously I'm speaking metaphorically. I do put, use band-aids in real life. Um, but like band-aids on how you're showing up or the perfectionism or the people pleasing, we don't want to just put band-aids on that. We need to look at why has this continued to be a pattern, get to the root of it and then start to work on that. Right. So there are a lot of beautiful tools. Again, check out my um, freebie library. There's a bunch of good stuff in there. That's going to help you with this. Cassie, is there anything else that you want to leave them with? I think we shared so many beautiful nuggets and insights today. No, I don't think so. And I think that your freebie is absolutely fantastic. I think that's exactly a, a good action step for people to start with. That's not intimidating. It's just get the freebie, start there and work through it. But at the end of the day, guys, like I said, the biggest thing is just realizing what is important to you. Because again, if you really wanted to hang out with a friend, you'd make the time to schedule it. If you want to slow down, you can, you just have to, you have to believe that you can and then start doing it. So don't get caught up in the victim mentality. Take the action steps. Like I said, her freebie is an awesome first action step to take and then go from there one step at a time. Don't picture the finish line right now. Yes. Just put on your sneakers. Let's do this. I love that. Just put on your sneakers. And I talk about that all the time, like one day at a time, one step at a time. And that's how you shift your life. That's mm -hmm. how you shift your life. It's not going to be one day we sit down, create this whole thing, and then that's it. It's one day at a time, one choice at a time. And then you're able to look back a couple months, six months, nine months, a year later and be like, whoa, my life is drastically different. How I feel about myself, how I show up for myself, for my clients is drastically different. So I love that. Okay, Cassie, thank you so much for being here with us today. You shared so much wisdom. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I hope you have a beautiful rest of your day. You too, thank you. If you loved this episode, take a screenshot, post it to your IG story, and make sure to tag me. Also, head down to the show notes and get access to my freebie library with tons of goodies to get you started in creating your life by design. Until next time, my love, now get out there and start intentionally creating your life by design.